close do two things have to be to be close in terms of walking? The, the impetus for this question is, I don't know how many places are actually close to MARTA stations, because I don't know, and part of it is the fuzziness of what a close walk is. Is it 10 minutes? 15? 5? I don't know. So, hmm. I would say that something, okay. I would say that something within 10 minutes is close if you have reliable sidewalks and you don't have to cross a road that's larger than two lanes. Yes, and I think part of it could be a more holistic definition. Like part of it could just be if you don't mind doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, what's what's close to you? Well, uh, I think it depends on a, on a couple things. There's like, uh, maybe it's defined as like something you could walk to and and get a thing there and walk back with without that feeling burdensome. That's close. I like that. See, that's the kind of trick that I wanted. Cause like. The old place that I lived, there were two gas stations that I would easily consider close. And part of the reason is because those two I could walk to and bring something back and it wouldn't feel like a pain in the ass. But there was one that was like 10 minutes away that it did start to feel like a pain in the ass. So I feel like I've actually experienced this directly. Specifically, the thing that I would buy from that gas station often was Mike's Harder Lemonade because it satisfies <laughs> the it, like if you want to drink, but you want if you have like a sweet tooth at that moment, it oddly satisfies that. So, like, could I walk to the Walmart near my house? Yes, and it's not like a terrible walk. It's less no. than I walk like the dog in an afternoon. But would I go there and get a couple things and walk back? No. It's too far right. for that. That's now, annoying. Did you guys walk really long distances when you were a kid because you couldn't drive? Did you ever do that? Like in your hometown? I don't this might no. be specific to the suburbs. Yes. Um, but that depended entire You know, when you're in high school and you like a girl That'll and you, do it. Yeah, you'll do it. You'll no. do it. I used to, I, I walked like 45 minutes each way to see my girlfriend at the time. See, I couldn't do that. And like, okay, when I was a kid, no one my age lived near me at all. So no, I didn't walk at all. I had to get driven places if I wanted to go to see someone. Okay, to give you an idea, there were times in high school if I really didn't feel like waiting for my parents to pick me up if they were like busy or something, well, I would walk home from school. I only did it a few times, but I just Google Maps the walk from my high school to my parents' house, and it is 59 minutes. It is three miles. Uh, I would do that like, coolers, man. with the my walk, backpack. The walk from my high school to my house is a, is a two-hour walk. Yeah, like, that's me, even crazier. Like, I, I don't think you would ever do that. Let me see what it would be from my high school to my house. Just for just let me see yeah this is great because it doesn't reveal, like, any information about, like, where my parents live or anything. So I was about... I was trying to think how long it would take me to walk to either my 
you know, my best friend Thomas's house or a girl I used to date in high school. And I realized that, like, I do not know their addresses, but I could still drive there if I needed to. But I actually have, right? no, I have no idea what the address is. Now because of muscle memory. Because of muscle memory. Yeah, there's a house that I I'm going to reverse engineer the address on maps just by thinking about how I would drive there. Okay, yeah, it's an hour and 14 minute walk to get to my high school from my parents' house. Yeah. Which and like, I used to. Is not bad driving. Now, that's. Yeah, no, it was like a 15 minute drive, if that yeah. much. It also would not have all had sidewalks or anything. Um, now, I did used to walk to the school that my mom worked at from my, from my high school every afternoon, or at least every afternoon that I couldn't get one of my friends to give me a ride. Yeah, eventually you get to the age. This is a thing in, in New Jersey. The driving age is higher than in other states. So it's 17. So you can't, like, until you're, like, a senior in high school, you can't really get a ride from somebody. It kind of sucks. You see, this is why it was nice that I was a year ahead of everyone else in French, because I had friends who were a year older than me and could give me a ride. I have never heard you speak French, I don't think. It has been a very long time since I have regularly spoken French. Actually, literally that's since true. since freshman year of college, essentially. Okay, Man. I might I might have reverse engineered. One second, I almost got it. Where's the firehouse? Where's the, the firehouse? <laughs> like the literal firehouse, or like, like the I'm, sub I'm literally like I'm staring at Google Maps with satellite and just reverse engineering how to get to places that I have not driven to in a long time and i'm like using the google maps of greenville and like (laughs) yeah i can't find this fire station because that's that's my last thing that i need fire fire station (laughs) there it is okay now i found it okay now i can see how long it would take me to (laughs) to walk here now i can see how long it would take me to walk from my house to uh yeah um Oh whoops! I did it from my I hit home by accident, so it, which is here. <laughs> two days. Yeah. Okay, let me try this one more time. Uh, yeah. If I walked from my house to Thomas's house, which is like not very long, it would take me five hours to walk there. Wow! And that was like the house what I went the to the most. Yeah. You see, see, my high school best friend's house. It was probably about a 45-minute walk, but I used to ride my bike there all the time, actually. So it would be like are 30 s- minutes. Bikes are such a good idea for, like, high schoolers. It's such a good thing to have. Oh, no. it was excellent. Like, middle and high school, like, I would just put my GameCube in my backpack and take it to his house. Now, I really don't think I can reverse engineer how I would get to, like, the one, the main girl I did in high school. I, I honestly don't know if I could do that. I'd have to really <laughs> think about it. To see how you, long you can't think of any landmarks, can you? Yeah. No, that's the problem. I can't really. It's just kind of like this zone that I, I, maybe if I was just driving, I'd turn my brain off. I could do it, but I can't do it staring at a map. Like I can't even think about what it was. I know it was near a CVS. All right, let me see where every CVS is in Greenville. <laughs> <laughs> Should I actually attempt to do this? Try and do this. Let's. This is this is riveting audio. Okay, I will be really quick. Give me a second. Uh, okay, here's here's you, my you do house. That, you do that quietly in the background, and I'm just going to talk about how I watched A Fistful of Dollars today. Okay, but that makes sense because you've been watching like Mandalorian and all that. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. but house. specifically, yeah, Dave, Dave Filoni directed this week's episode. Is it this of, uh, 
Book of Mando Fett, which is what I'm calling it, because it it's basically a sneaky Mando season three without it actually being Mando season three at this point. Um, and uh, is yeah. Mando short for the Mandalorian? Yeah, short for the Mandalorian. Because also short for Mandolin. That's true, actually. But two things that you like. But uh, two things that I like. Yeah. Okay. Let's. I, I think CBS that. Um, I think that if they're gonna do another Star Wars show right after the Mandalorian. It is inherently an at least spiritual sequel to The Mandalorian. Google, well, you see, Google Maps the thing will let is, you search for CVS that has a cul-de-sac near it. That's what I need. I need that. Like, <laughs> not everything. Like everything is just a mini series now, and that's why it's a separate show. Except that this one is literally it. It's like it's supposed to be about this entirely separate character, and then the last two episodes, the title character has barely been in at all. <laughs> Has the it's, Mandalorian like, main set of characters been in it more? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Really? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the Mandalorian is the main character of the show The Mandalorian, obviously. Yeah. Now, you would think the main character of the Book of Boba Fett would be the character Boba Fett. Yeah, but it's not. Okay, lately. I've done it. I've done it. I did it. I found it. It's three hours, it. 50 minutes away. I finally figured it out. I only had to, check, I only had to, I only had to check five CVSs five cbs's okay i now i just i do need to know i do need to know what the walk from my from my parents house to my girlfriend at the times house would have been but i i have a better memory for like landmarks near it so let's see all i remember is a cbs and then and then it ended in a cul-de-sac so i went off of that yeah i don't think gabe you appreciate how sprawling and suburban uh greenville specifically is it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty gross. I've only been there for five minutes of my entire life, and that was to pick up somebody who explicitly didn't want to be there. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty gross how sprawling it actually is, and I didn't realize it at the time. But, like, I don't know. It's like if you fit the amount of areas that are interesting in, like, the Atlanta, like, proper area, like the EAV, all that stuff, like, not even the perimeter, just, like, that general area, and you spread it out over an area that's, like, the size if not slightly bigger than the perimeter and it's just like sprawled all over the place mm. it's pretty gross anyway i should do a fact instead of us just continuing to we should yes. say the name of the show uh, probably well this is them's the facts it's a podcast about trying to figure out how long it took us to walk to our old girlfriend's house i'm chris <laughs> i'm gabe i'm john and uh yeah you can cut one of those yeah that way we don't say our names at the same you time you don't have to tell me how to edit the show but it's fun, it's fun to tell you how to edit the show. Okay, well, it adds tension. That's what that's what keeps people coming back. Is that? <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah. You, you never know what's going to happen on this wild and crazy show. Sure. Okay. Should I do a fact? You never know who's going to show up anyway. Should I no, do a fact? No. I'm a little afraid it's going to get busted, but uh, it's okay. So here's my fact: the patron saint of breastfeeding isn't a woman. It's a it's a guy that was sustained by drinking milk from a from deer tits that's my fact so i don't actually know the patron saint of breastfeeding but this this sounds i i can't bust this one i will tell you that i cannot in good confidence bust it see the shit sounds real (laughs) i'll tell you what's surprising about this when i'm worried about a fact being bustable it's generally because either one of you will probably like is almost assuredly going to know it or that mm-hmm. both of you have like 
a middling chance, but I feel like John had a middling chance of knowing this one, and I had a zero chance. That's so fair, you, that's were, fair. you were you were very very afraid. I don't think this. I think this is a great fact. So let's just be uh, very clear first off, just so because I I didn't know this. It's not hard. Like there are female saints. Let's get that out of the way. Lo- yes. Oh, okay. Did you, wait, you didn't know there were female saints? I just I assumed there I, were. Okay. I, I assumed, thought, here's what I thought. I think he thought maybe I didn't know. I, I do know. I assumed there were some. I didn't realize there were like 800 of them. Yeah, that's the other thing. How At many least. saints are there? Like a thousand. Well, like, arguably, how many human souls are there? Have there been and have existed? Because the number is either is less than or equal to that amount because anyone who gets to heaven is technically a saint. But those who have been canonized are recognized by the church as people who have definitely gotten to heaven. And I just Googled how many of those there are and there are like 10,000. So what I'm reading here is true also. This is a little bit of a tangent, but it looks to me like St. Mary Magdalene was like recognized way late. Oh, absolutely. Like they decided later it was okay. It says the 17th century. She's been, uh, no, she's been cast like as a villain for a lot, in a lot of like, it says the 17th century is when she was canon. Now there was officially canonized, officially canonized. That's what I said. Cannibalized. I mean, in Catholicism, that's kind of accurate. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. But okay. Dude, some of this stuff is crazy. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, Dude, it is the martyrs. I'm just looking at random lists of saints. The martyrs of Orange, thirty-two nuns who are guillotined in France. Okay, mm-hmm. that's whatever. But they were each martyred on different days, and so they each get their own feast day. Yep. Do you guys just feast every day? So okay, there's feast days and there's holy days of obligation. It, it depends who you're venerating, basically. Okay. So, well, first you need to tell me what that means. Okay. Vener- veneration is like when you it's not worship, it's someone who you hold in like high esteem. So there are certain saints that people feel more dedicated to, maybe. It's so someone not, may be really dedicated to the saint of breastfeeding that may or may not be a woman. Yeah, exactly. And I, in fact, I probably know people who were at some point now that I think of it. Um cuz is there anything on that page about like La Leche societies? Milk societies? Is that something? Well, they called them like La Leche. I think it was about like, I think it was like Catholic groups that were like helping women with breastfeeding or something like that. I don't have a source on that. I'm just, I don't, I'm literally just looking at a page of all the female saints. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, uh, the, the thing that, the, the thing that, uh, I, I had a friend, I had a few friends who were in large Catholic families. So, their parents got pregnant multiple times while I was there, like while I was in school. So I kind of saw the entire like Catholic pregnancy cycle happening multiple times. Mm -hmm. The Catholic pregnancy cycle. That's like a bad band name for sure. Oh, absolutely. It is. It's a terrible band name. Um, I think that this is pretty likely, honestly, I mean, we've got a lot of a lot of random fucking saints. Like, <sighs> like there's a, there was okay, talking about weird feast days. There was an annual blessing of the throats. 
for the feast day of the one patron saint who's like the patron saint of like like throat diseases and choking and stuff. And like, I think his entire thing is like he saved someone who was like choking on a fish bone or something like that. The throat goat. Yeah. Art. Yes, the saint throat goat, if you will. Um. Uh. uh who was challenged later on by Nancy Reagan? And um. Yeah, that's there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotta get, gotta get it in there. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I just got the same thunder you did. Spicy. Oh boy. Anyway, Getting some of that. I mean, there is some fun saints. So, so not, like, so, how do you feel? But about- like in the in the school gym, we would go and the priest would cross two candles across our throats and bless our throats. Hmm. And how many times did you get strep throat? Probably very few. Mm, like four or five. Yeah, that's all <laughs> kids get. That shit all the time. I had it like eight times. <laughs> I got one like a, t- a rash from it once. I remember one time when I was like 10, they tried to test my throat and I literally grabbed the guy's wrist as he was putting it in my mouth because that's how bad my re- my reaction to like the strep throat tests were. Oh, the stick? Yeah, it's the, the worst. Stick, the stick you have to like deep throat? I know what you're uh, talking about. I just about. don't care yeah. about it. Okay, well, okay. How do you feel about St. Drogo? He's the patron saint of unattractive people. Oh, poor buddy. Um... Let's see, what's a good patron saint? Well, you know, you know that um Saint Valentine's a cephalophore, right? What does that mean? Like octopus something? I think that's what it's called. Cephalophore. There's Saint Fiacre. He's the Saints who are generally depicted carrying their own severed heads. Interesting. That's what cephalophores are. Okay, but he's not what about Saint Fiacre? I don't know if he's a, a, a cephophore, but he's the patron saint of people with STDs. They have hmm. that one? That well, makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I guess the diseases have been around Literally, a they, have a patron, they have a patron saint of people that are occultists. That's not a huh. joke. Well, I mean, someone's got to pray for them. That's the thing you do. You pray for people who are, who are sinning. They also have a patron, gotta, patron saint of the internet. Wait, was he a cephalophore? Who's the patron saint of the internet? Is it Francis? No, it's Saint Isidore of Seville. I think I knew that. Okay, no, S- Valentine isn't a cephalophore. I was wrong, but he he was a martyr. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mo- it's, it's like a 50-50 chance at this point. There's a patron saint of fireworks, Saint Barbara. She's the patron saint of fireworks because after someone executed her, that person the executor was struck by lightning and died. Dogs hater. That's metal. Um, I believe this honestly because the amount, the the way that patronage works, it's like Chris just demonstrated. It's just such tenuous connections. I'm in a true you know? as well. So I'm. You're both going true. I'm there on true. Yeah. 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 Like Saint Valentine's the patron saint of beekeepers. Well, this is true. Let's fucking go. We got it. There is La Leche also. That's the patron saint of nursing mothers and mothers that are expecting. But St. Giles is the patron saint of breastfeeding specifically. Tell tell me about this man, Giles. Okay, well, September 1st is his feast. Uh, He was a hermit in southern France in the late 600s to early 700s and completely Mm -hmm. sustained himself off of the milk of a random hind. That's basically the entire reason. That's it. Is his feast supposed to be dairy-based? 
have like all know. milk stuff. That because that would be kind of a cool thing to do. Have like an all day. It'd probably be bad for some people's stomachs. Observations but, of Saint Giles Day. <laughs> well, he's one of the fourteen holy helpers. Wait, what? What is that? That sounds like a sounds like a group of like kid to do. Well, it sounds like a group of people you have to beat in a Kingdom Hearts game. It does. <laughs> actually. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Okay, legend. You've beat me, Jerry, the weakest of the fourteen helpers. <laughs> you won't stand a chance against Giles. See the the most fascinating thing about sainthood though is basically every single person who's been sainted was sainted because a cult grew up around them within catholicism basically people who were like this person was so holy so i'm going to pray to them and attribute miracles to their name so like you know and i i i remember it was a big deal when juan diego uh saint juan diego got canonized and i think it was like 2001 2001 or 2002 because Juan Diego was the uh, mestizo man who saw the apparitions of the Virgin of Guadalupe in Mexico and like Virgin of Guadalupe day was its own thing already. And then they added Juan Diego day. So wait, so this guy got sainted for just seeing it or was or was it like an only he can see it thing? It, well, yeah, it was an apparition, oh, but there was oh, also, oh, right. there's also like the legend that goes with it that like in his poncho, uh, that like she that like she uh, left an impression of herself on his poncho and stuff like that. There's, There's a, a whole, whole thing, thing too. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And like p- when people venerate certain people and then start to attribute miracles, I mean that's how that's that's how it happens. That's how Pope John Paul II ended up getting canonized too. And it's funny because relics. So are you guys familiar with the concept of saintly relics? I assume it's just shit they owned. Chris, you want to take a stab at that? Is it their organs? It is, actually. It's pieces of their body and their corpses and stuff. And sometimes it is like shit oh, or something like that. I thought it was like the Holy Grail is like one. So an example, like the Shroud of Turin. Uh, Jesus' heard. Shroud. That would be that would be a relic. Or like pieces of the cross or like a good like fake one that was around. But it's wild because these modern day saints, you can actually say, yes, this is in fact a vial of Pope John Paul II's blood. And they, like, have one? Yeah, they just have one. Even though he's not alive anymore. He's not alive anymore, no. They, they just have a vial of his blood just to keep it around. Yeah. Man. That, there's a, there's a room where they probably keep, like, 12 different Pope's blood minimum. <laughs> that, the, po- the Pope blood bank. Yeah. That's, that's the world's most emergency blood transfusion. That's if you need a special grade of blood, like like cars that can only run on the premium gas. I mean, I don't know if they really have proof of it, but don't they like have, don't they say they have the head of Saint John the Baptist or whatever, and it's on display? Yeah, I mean, it's not. They don't really have proof of it. You're right. Like that's the thing. Most of most of the medieval relics, like medieval and ancient era relics, are probably not. Just they're just not probably. Who knows? If we, were, if we had a Patreon, we would plug it to send John to Vatican City to find out. 
Oh, yes. Send me to Vatican City. Make yeah. me even more confused about my religious <laughs> beliefs than I already am. Yeah. Do that for me, please. Honestly, probably not a very great time for travel either to this day. But, um... I mean, I would love to go to Rome. I want to, sure, I want to, yeah. I want to have that, those four pastas. You know? Those the, four pastas? There are four... It? There are four definitive pastas in Rome, and I learned about this on a show that Stanley Tucci hosted. Okay. I I was about to go into my fact, but I had to comment on the four pastas. Cooked it's raw. It's carbonara, amatriciana, grigia, and cacio e pepe. Okay. Cooked raw, soggy, homemade. Oh, or veggie. Yep, that's exactly it. Veggie. Yeah, and there, don't forget, there's yellow, chickpea. whole wheat, green rotini, and red rotini. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right, who wants to hear my fact? Let's do I it. I would, please. All right. When rats are happy, they rub their teeth together so hard that their eyes bulge out of their skull. Mm. The first thing I did was try and do it myself. Yeah, it is. Same. I th- Even though my dentist said I'm not supposed to do that anymore, I had to go get a night guard impression done today. <laughs> Nerd. Oh, really? I always wondered about those because I was like, I wonder if I grab my teeth in my sleep. And I guess the answer is the dentist would have brought it up. Have um, you been? Have you guys been going to a dentist regularly yes. for the last few years? A little bit. My most recent appointment I had to cancel. I can't remember why, and then I forgot to remake it. But I have been to a dentist like in the past couple of years. Yeah, I went for the first time since before I got married. It was not a fun time. Yeah, I had my first I've, I've been three almost. times. I I didn't have any cavities. I didn't have any cavities, but I've been three times in the last week, and it it hasn't been fun. <laughs> That's a fact about me. The first time I had a a cavity, I was twenty four. It was the first time I had to get a cavity filled. Wow. Yeah, and it it wasn't that bad because it wasn't that deep, so it didn't really hurt that much. It felt incredibly strange. One of the strangest sensations I've ever had. The feeling of like the drill that they have to like vibrate your whole skull a little bit. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Nope. They they put numbing. I had to have numbing gel because they had to just yeah. really fuck up my gums. And she didn't tell me that I shouldn't talk after having the numbing gel put on me until I talked and said, it feels like I just ate a bunch of Cetron food. She's like, you need to not talk. It's going to put it in your throat. And I'm like. Didn't and I really wanted to des- desperately want to say too late. It tastes like shit back there already, but nope, nope. It, I couldn't talk anymore. Mm-mm-mm. It was awful. It was just terrible. Yeah. Um, man. Okay. <laughs> you, but oh, by the way, I don't think humans can do this. I'm pretty sure that this is a specific element of like the way that rat skulls are shaped. Probably the fact that they're also just way the hell smaller than ours. So, like, the distance from eyeball to, like, cheekbone is probably closer. Mm. I don't know that specifically. I just know it because it's a key expression of happiness, and I love rats. One day, I would love to own pet rats, but it's, like, a whole thing. It is a whole thing. Um, hmm. Well, you have to have, like, two, don't you? You have to yeah. have two, and, like, they, they need a decent bit of cage space, and it's, like, they're not like stinky animals necessarily, but you know that no animal's gonna smell good if you have to have like a cage and it has it like shits in the cage and you have to clean it out. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It is. I mean, I it, had a friend when I was younger that had rats. Yeah, they're they're cool. They're like 
I just weirdly smart. Cli- I remember when they climbed all over and they kind of like pulled your skin. Otherwise, huh. I thought they were fine otherwise. I just remember that. It felt weird when they were climbing on you if you weren't used to it. Yeah, they, they're very like clever and empathetic for being so small. I like a rat. They're pretty cute. They're yeah. very good chefs. Oh my yes. God, not this again. The movie's not, not realistic at all, okay? It's not. Are, are you sure? The premise is insane. The premise is insane. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, what's your favorite movie again? My favorite movie? I yeah, I, I know what the answer is. Just say it. I don't have just to answer say that it. on the podcast. Just say it. I don't have to no, answer you, that. Then I'll say it. It's Grease. I it's was Grease. about to say, is it Grease? It's Grease. At least Grease's plot is like realistic. Yeah, they absolutely fly off into the sun in a magic car at the end of that well, movie, don't they? Oh, that that's just love, baby. That's just love, baby. So you're saying you're telling me. You're telling me. You're telling me. I'm saying the fact that you didn't fly off into that, the sunset after you got married should worry you. That's what I'm you're saying. You're telling me that 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 Olivia Newton-John mm-hmm. and John Travolta mm-hmm. could fly off into the sun in the car. But a, a rat can't make a little of stew as a treat. Yeah, I'm I'm saying exactly that. That's that's ridiculous, and I reject that. I mean, the best I, part of Greece is how like thirty years later, Stocker uh, Channing's still hot. Well, fair, but I was gonna say <laughs> she's the vice president, or the, sorry, the first lady. That's the best part of Greece, and also still hot. I, I I didn't disagree with that. I was just gonna go first with she was the first lady because she's more about how powerful she is as a person. Listen, what, is she the first lady on some show? On West Wing, yes. On the West Wing. Oh, yeah. that's who plays the first lady on the West Wing. Okay. I mean, some men are into powerful women. That's why Ron Swanson attends so many WNBA games. <laughs> that's why. Sam, that's why Sam Seaborn constantly finds himself in all these hijinks. God. I'm, it's not like I'm completely rewatching West Wing right now. Man. Oh, no, I understand. I, have I think a, I understand some stuff. I have this specific memory of, I mean, it's not that old a memory, but like in high school, I watched the first season of the West Wing with my dad, and he was like, I'm going to get you the second season on DVD just so you can like watch it. I don't feel like watching more, but you seem like you're enjoying it. And like the copy that he got, like the discs came out scratched so they wouldn't oh. play right. And... He was kind of like, I don't know. He was like, oh, I'm going to ask him for a new one. But I guess he never got around to it. And I just never so watched like, the rest of so, the show. So you don't know who got shot then? No, they got shot either uh, in an episode that I, in season one or in one that I toughed through with the disc skipping. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you, you must have toughed through it because it ends and you see you see the shots being fired, but you don't know who got shot. Oh, oh, no. Okay. I don't know if I... Remember, I man, this is long enough ago. This is like ten years ago. <laughs> I, I remember, like, know. we used to watch episodes of West Wing and AP Gov sometimes, and I back then did not appreciate what a what a great decision that was. Looking it's a back, fun show. I should have it's appreciated a, it more back a then. Cool show. It's, it's a very good way to learn checks and balances too. Like, literally any episode, it's them trying to get shit through Congress. Oh yeah. So rats rats i'm gonna say true i think i think i kind of remember my friend's rat's eyes bulging and it being weird and that's basically what i'm basing my opinion off of i'm basing my opinion on 
that one shot of Ratatouille where Remy's eyes bulge out. And it's not just because Brad Bird really likes that kind of like exaggerated animation, but it kind of is because that shot of Re- that shot of Remy is very similar to that one shot of Violet in Incredibles two, where like she she blows the the soda out of her nose. Mm-hmm. I can't say I know that one shot, that. but I have seen that movie at some point. I think yes. So I, you know, so it doesn't actually have any bearing on the real world, obviously. But are you both on true? I'm on true. Yes. All right. Yeah, this is true. And it's called boggling. It's very cute, and it do- it is a thing that rats do when they're happy. And you can see videos of rats being like given belly rubs and doing this. It's pretty wild. Oh, I was watching. Sometimes I do just like watch videos of odd animals. I love rats, but with those other ones, like today, I found a video, like a YouTube channel of a woman whose pets are two porcupines and a skunk. That feels. I hope she's a wildlife rehabber. (laughs) I don't know if she is. I didn't look that far onto it. This was literally something where I was listening to a podcast today and they talked about videos of skunks eating. And I was like, I want to see that. So I looked up a video of a skunk eating. There's a video of a porcupine eating a pumpkin that is very, very good. (laughs) I always like the one of that. uh, I don't remember what type of ape is, but that like reddish ape that stands up that just gets handed like pieces of like celery one by one so the orang if it's reddish it's probably an orangutan no i know it's not an orangutan i can't one ah, second okay. one second ape, like a... ape being handed food i bet it's like the first thing that comes up and go to videos uh i okay. typed in ape and the first suggestion was ah, ape nft it's the golden snub nose money monkey sorry golden so snub. not an ape Oh well, you know, I was just using. You don't, you don't get a hexagon profile picture if you have that one. Yeah. Here, I, I'll send you the video because I love this video because it just it, it's one of those things where it's weird to watch because it's acting about a lot like a five year old child, and it kind of freaks you out to watch. Apes are basically like one step off human. It's I will say specifically seeing bonobos in the zoo like freaked me out. Yeah, like because bonobos are the ones that are so freaking close. Yeah, them and chimps are the close, I think. Yeah, you should watch this video later. It's very, it's literally like a three-year-old that you like are giving like a snack and it just keeps asking for another one. Oh, now you're listening to it because I can hear it in the background. The oh, wow, he's just a little guy. But you see how like you see like he gets it and then the way he just asks for more. It's like a three-year-old. It's very weird. To like just yeah. look at as a person, anyway. But he he is just a little guy. <laughs> he is just a little guy. <laughs> I mean, I want to buy snacks for this eight for okay. this monkey. Well, if we're gonna buy snacks for this monkey, we're gonna have to go to them's the ads. So I have been reading a lot of books this year, and I am always looking for a good way to find a good deal on a book. Maybe I want it used, or maybe I'm looking for a book that's kind of out of print right now. And, you know, I don't want to go through maybe some of the big companies because, you know, we we know there are issues there. A good way to do the opposite would be to go to Abe Books. Abe Books is an online marketplace that lists millions of new, used, rare, and out-of-print books and other collectible items. So they connect you with thousands 
of professional booksellers in more than 50 countries worldwide. So if you want to check it out, you can go to affiliates.abebooks.com slash ppn. That's A-F-F-I-L-I-A-T-E-S dot A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S dot com slash ppn. Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. We're Professors Fierce and Fierce, but you can call us Alex and JD. And we're making an all-new Pokémon game. But not, like, coding it, just in podcast form. What does that mean? Well, we're going to have discussions planning out our own region. Characters such as gym leaders, professors, and our own evil team. And, of course, all-new Pokémon. Check us out at Pokémakers on Twitter, on the Pocket Podcast Network, or wherever you find podcasts. Gotta Gotta make them all! Yeah. All right. So, like I said, I watched a fistful of dollars today. Okay. Because you just Dave like, Filoni... stared at them sitting down, like sitting on your desk or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I did. No, it's because Dave Filoni is fucking obsessed with Sergio Leone. Probably because George Lucas was obsessed with Sergio Leone, but it it's it's like more direct now. I would say. Um, and I and this is something that I found out today. This was like one of the first few spaghetti Westerns to get released in the U S like one of the first few like Italian made Westerns and the people who made the movie didn't really, well, they weren't really known names in the U S so here's my fact to release a fistful of dollars in the U S a lot of the crew, including Sergio Leone and Ennio Morricone, adopted Americanized stage names for the credits. Wait. So, for example, Ennio Morricone went by Dan Savio. And that still sounds like an Italian guy. It just sounds okay. like an Italian-American guy. Sergio Leone went by Bob Robertson. Oh, my God. That's, no, that's not an Italian guy. Gian Maria Volante, who played one of the characters, went by the name Johnny Wells. That's an Englishman. <laughs> it's an Englishman who walks around with an umbrella. Okay, let me think a second. So, Fistful of Dollars was first, right? Yeah, it was Fistful of Dollars, then for a few dollars more than The Good and Bad and the Ugly. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure I had the order right. Huh. And then Fistful is the one that was a blatant ripoff of a Kurosawa film, right? Yeah, of Yojimbo. Okay. Which I having seen Yojimbo and then watching Fistful of Dollars, it was just like, oh yes, this is just Yojimbo. Yeah. Like down to when he like kills everybody in the in the one house and then makes it look like the other gang did it. Hmm. I mean I could believe it because I do know, I couldn't remember which of the three was the first of the trilogy, but I knew whichever one was the first of the trilogy was, like, one of the first spaghetti westerns that, like, launched it. I just don't remember which one it was that was first. So I could believe it from that, because it would have been before all that other stuff was, like, popular. I, Yeah. That's kind of where I think I sit. Because, like, no one else that was in it was popular yet, right? Clint Eastwood wasn't really a big deal yet. Hmm. Well, I mean, he he was because he'd been in Rawhide. 
but he wasn't the lead in Rawhide, was he? I don't I don't know actually. I don't know that much. I about always Rawhide. thought whatever was the first one of that trilogy was like Clint Eastwood's first leading role. It it was let's see. It it like was his first like whatever, leading right? film role, yeah. Yeah, I knew he was in Rawhide, but I think I thought it was his first uh I also thought there was another dude on Rawhide. It was his it was his breakout film role is what I'm seeing described here. It was I don't think anybody as, has said as a the movie that I've actually seen in the Rawhide's past a like, TV five show. minutes. Either way, you, I have, you uncultured you uncultured swine, Rawhide yeah. is a TV show. And it was what's his face? Eric Eric Fleming was the other guy on Rawhide? I okay, so I have this weird amount of knowledge about these types of shows. It was Eric Fleming. Yeah, because my, my grandfather yeah. was really into them. So I used to watch mm. them a lot when I was younger. So like, so I, like Bonanza and Gunsmoke and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he really liked Gunsmoke. I can still name a lot. Of, like not a, like the people in Gunsmoke were like Norman, Norman McDonald. I think it was Norman McDonald, and that was like the guy who directed it or whatever. And then the guy who was in it was, uh, James something. I'm pulling, like, I'm trying to pull these out of, like, my kid brain that just remembers it. You know, like, when things imprint on you? Norman McDonald. Oh, it was McDonald. Director. McDonald, the director. I think the actor was James something. (laughs) James, it's not, I want to say James Artest, but it's not that. It's close. You're really close. I don't know. James, James R, Artest, R, I don't know. James Artest. Arness. James Arness. Arness. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's weird what like imprints on your brain from like it's like I probably have not really watched that show in forever, but I just remember it from like he there was like a you know, like a classics channel that was on like the free T V or whatever, like mm-hmm. over the air and he just would watch that all day because he hated sports. Oof. But he really liked. It was really funny. He he And hated this this sports. was your grandfather? Yeah, he hated sport. It was like a whole thing. Like my my mom and my grandmother loved sports and they love basketball and he hated it it was always funny whenever we were there for like you know the holidays or whatever and we'd watch like games and he'd be like can we just watch like gun smoke <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man that's i didn't know you're like like your mom and your gra- you said your, your mom and your grandma were into basketball i thought my grandmother's still thing. you know she's she's 98 now she still does a bracket every year and she like tries and figures out who's good like every year seriously that's that's amazing she still does it every year has she ever like been one of those people who gets it like nearly perfect and wins like a hundred dollars or whatever she, the last like impressive thing was she got the loyola one right until they lost mm. that was a really interesting year and she got uh when steph curry's on davidson she got them correct as far as they went Cause you're like one of the people that I know who I would say I think of as like someone who keeps up with basketball distinctly. Yeah, I probably watch like uh, I don't watch as much college as I used to. I probably watch like a hundred NBA games a year. I would yeah, say. something like yeah. that. Which is how like, many are there a year? I mean, there's 82 games per team, so I watch like one team's worth of all their games across the league. So I don't know. Do you have a favorite basketball team? I feel like I should know this. I mean, I like the Hawks because they're local. Yep. Uh, I will be a Golden State fan, not because I'm necessarily a bandwagon. Uh, I've been a fan of them since they had Stephen Curry, which was before they were actually good. So Stephen Curry was like a big deal. 
because he was like the Davidson kid, which yeah. is like really close to where my mom grew up. So we really followed him when he when I was younger, and he when he did his like March Madness run. So I've I followed him since then. So I'll be a Golden State fan as long as he's playing. Um, and I also like Steve Kerr, so I'll kind of follow them probably forever. But whenever he retires, I'll be like a Hawks fan proper. Yeah, makes sense. But all, people Man. are always like, you're, you're a bandwagon fan. It's like, well, I mean, kind of. No, you're a, you're a Steph Curry fan. I really like Steph. Yeah. I like I mean, it's, t- it's I like kind of like built the team around him. So, It's like when I liked Real Madrid for like three years because James Rodriguez was playing there, specifically. It's like, I will just follow that man wherever. That's it. Man. Okay, so back to this. First of all, is Clint Eastwood like bad now? I can't ever get a uh, beat. I, I can never get a beat on it. First of all, it seems like all of his politics movies, all of his movies are suck. all of his movies, including the latest one, which was ironic because it has the word macho in it, is always like macho guy hanging out with vaguely ethnic people. Is that right? Like that's what seems like every movie he's it's, made. It's uh, every movie that he's been in specifically. So like, like there's the all, all in my head, Gran Torino and Cry Macho and uh, the Mule are all the same movie. As I don't know if he hangs out with like a, an ethnic kid in the Mule. I do know that there's a scene in it where he sees someone doing something on the internet and he's like, huh, "Computers, dude." Okay. Can we pause a second? You just said yeah. I don't know if he hangs out with ethnic people. The movie is about a ethnic World War II kids, ethnic oh. kids in the movie. I sorry, I think I think about ethnic. I I I'm thinking about Cry Macho and Gran Torino, where he specifically like hangs out with a kid. Well, let's but see. I guess let's see what and then kids he di- we have. Let's see. Oh, he directed the movie Cry that slandered Macho, 2021. He directed uh, the movie that slandered that one AJC reporter. Oh, man. Cry Macho features Dwight Yoakam, who I recognize as being the really fucking weird guy in Wilfred. Dwight oh, yeah. in, in Wilfred? I, if I'm thinking of the right guy... Uh, huh. Dwight Yoakam's I, interesting. Am I thinking of Dwight Yoakam Wilfred? I can't be thinking of the wrong guy, right? No, he definitely... No, I got it. I didn't know he was in Milford. I mostly know him as like a I mean, country singer. I guess what Clint Eastwood is doing is he's trying to do the closest thing that can get to a western. Still, Sometimes. I mean, you could still make westerns, uh, but would, not his kind of. It would have been, it would have been cool say. if Clint Eastwood was in a uh, that last uh, Tarantino movie. That would have been cool, or the one before the last one. That would have been kind of fun. I feel like. Eastwood and Tarantino have such different directing styles in some ways, oh, if though. He just, that, if he had just put Eastwood in it, that's what I meant. It'd be fun. No, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying like I just don't think Eastwood would work well under Tarantino oh, as a director. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> East, he's he's hard to pin down, but like the man with no name is just iconic, you know. Well, let's see what and, the Wikipedia yes, section he says did, under politics. He, he did crib most of the performance from Toshiro Mifune. He's a registered but, libertarian. Yeah. So, could be worse. He was he's a he's registered one of, libertarian. Jesus, he is. He was one of those people that was a uh, Mitt Romney supporter, and then regretted that he wasn't an Obama supporter, and then was a M- Michael Bloomberg supporter. 
So remember, kinda... do you guys remember when he talked to the chair in 2012? Well, yeah, it, it explicitly says he very much regretted doing that. Ah, great. <laughs> that was I a fucking stupid bit. <laughs> don't know what that is. Oh, yes. Um, he put an empty chair on the stage at the Republican National Convention to represent Obama and then talked to the chair. Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood did this. Why? Because he's fucking stupid yeah, sometimes. I don't, I don't know. know. Just, whatever. Yeah, what the like, I mean, he's the guy. He's one of those people who would endorse Bloomberg. I mean, that should just tell you. <laughs> that should tell you. Anyway, okay. I don't know if I've ever seen any of his movies. To be totally honest with you, um, I mean, probably not. No, oh, no. Wait. Knowing knowing Gabe's like filmic pedigree, I just don't think so. Well, no, been- I'm looking at a long list. As in the first paragraph of his Wikipedia article lists like ten movies that he appears in or directs, and I haven't seen a single one of them. The closest one was I do remember American Sniper being a big deal, but I never thought to watch it. I thought there was something he was in that's like I don't know what I was thinking of. He also directed American Sniper and then had like a very small oh I thought maybe role. Invictus you would have seen him in. Oh, um, or or he directed Invictus. well he he directed Invictus. So the I biographical it, sports drama. It's a pretty good movie. Not gonna lie. He wasn't in it though. No, but he directed it. That's what I was thinking. It's a. I feel like I like watching much weirder shit. Even God, that he directed Million Dollar movie. Baby. Yeah, that he did three movies with Freeman. Andrew is a movie. Invictus is a pretty cool movie. I'm not like I actually remember that being pretty good. I, I've never actually seen it, but yeah, I it's pretty like good. Matt. Da- I like Matt Damon. You know, another man who is very stupid. Is Matt Damon the himbo? I didn't know that. Matt Damon's the the guy in the crypto commercial. The crypto oh, commercial. that one crypto commercial. Which is by far running away with my least favorite commercial maybe of all time. I, it is so hard. It's going to be so hard to beat that commercial. The first time but I Matt watched Damon it. Matt Damon hawking NFTs and shit. Dude, there's this YouTube video that is exactly me. That was like, it, it's I don't remember what it's called. It's called like watching the Matt Damon commercial or whatever it is. And it's like this dude watching it and he's like eating something and he's getting hyped and like, you know, nodding his head as Matt Damon says something. He's like, he says the thing is like, you know, mortals just like me and the guy like points at himself and looks at his buddy and he's like looking at us and then he says the crypto thing and the dude just like breaks all of his <laughs> stuff immediately. It's such a good What do you think? We're going to be at your house watching the Super Bowl and there's going to be like an extended cut of that commercial Oh man, it. you know it. Oh but, man. Like almost, there's definitely going to be like a new Matt Damon crypto.com commercial and we're just going to be yelling at your TV during the Super Bowl. That's exactly what's going to happen. Also, you're hosting a Super Bowl party again this year, right? Uh, probably. It'll be a little I'm, bit weird. I'm asking you on the podcast. It'll be a little bit weird. We'll have to talk about it. Oh. Uh, well, just because I'm doing other stuff that weekend and someone will be at my house until that afternoon. So. Oh, okay. The answer is probably it'll just be a little bit weird not it won't be super planned is guess what i'm going for no no no. that's that's what i meant i mean i'm not making wings this year because you literally cannot buy wings that's fair wait yeah. what i have not the last few times i've been to the grocery store there just have not been chicken just wings go to the farmer's market i mean i could they always have them fair but also i put so much effort into making those wings last year i mean anyway we should get it just was not worth it. i i do want to yeah i do want to say i i feel like i believe this fact i think i I believe it too because i think there wasn't enough uh i don't know push for it yet Mm. that's where i'm at all right let's just shoot 
So you guys believe it? Yes. Yeah. It's true. Good. Ooh, we got a three true show. Three true, and I think we got all of them. This, this was a hundred. We hundred percented this episode. This is the part yeah. where I say you got. You should just watch Yojimbo instead. I mean, there are there's value in both of the movies, but if you're gonna watch anything from the Dollar Trilogy, you should watch Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, and you should. Yeah, watch, that's also fair. And you should watch Yojimbo. You sh- you should watch Yojimbo. Yojimbo might. No, it's it, it not even might be a perfect movie. It just is a perfect movie. I mean, a lot of the Kurosawa films are basically perfect. Let's not lie but to like, ourselves. I think you... Hot take. Seven Samurai, perfect. Yojimbo is better than Seven Samurai. Yeah, but they're still both perfect. Well, I, I wouldn't quite call Seven Samurai it's like, perfect. It's like, th- a, it's like, a, it, it's it like has... a perfect diamond that's like the size of like a penny and then another perfect diamond that's the size of your fist instead. It... I don't know. I feel like Seven Samurai is an almost perfect diamond that needed to be cut a little bit more. That's that's my opinion on Seven Samurai. I also really like Kagamusha, even though it's like way later. I still think that one was really good. I'm gonna watch some later Kurosawa. I haven't watched much later Kurosawa, but I fucking love you, Jimbo. Kagamusha is probably my favorite of his last few. One time, my dad really wanted me to watch Rashomon with him, so I did. That's why. <sighs> You watch Rashomon. You might also like Rand since you like uh, you might like Rand just because it's uh, it's basically Kurosawa does King Lear. Oh no! Like I, I definitely and I need to see a Throne of Blood too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I I fucking love the adaptations, and then uh, obviously everyone needs to watch A Hidden Fortress. Akira Kurosawa is wearing a bucket hat in his Wikipedia profile picture. Yeah, he Big slaps. Um, Should we do a listener fact? Let's do it. Yes. Uh, here's one. It says that filmmaker Damien Chazelle is the nephew of professional wrestler Hulk Hogan. The problem is I don't know who this filmmaker is, so I don't know whether to he be made, surprised. He made La La Land, First Man, and Whiplash. Oh, I've then seen Whiplash, actually. Then it says, slight summary. Uh, Damien Chazelle got his first taste of film milking when he visited the set of Thunder in Paradise, the TV show starring Hulk Hogan. So, what you're saying is that all of Damien Chazelle's movies had a chance for Hulkamania to go wild all over him. <laughs> oh, if this is true, yes. We could have had we could have had Hulk Hogan in La... Well, probably not in La La Land, because by then Hulk was canceled. So... Actually, oh, true, true, true. you know what? Yeah, based on Damien Chazelle's like career trajectory, probably not, because Hulk was canceled by the time he really started hitting it. Why did we? Know. Why did we cancel Hulk again? He said a lot of racist things on a. Oh, that 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 yes. Mike. But then he got like half uncanceled when that sex tape thing happened. He got Gawker destroyed. Yeah. And then he got you know, like, kind of uncanceled, but he's still also. But then recanceled. I, yeah. I just learned where Hulk Hogan was born, folks. Where? Augusta, Georgia. I mean, yeah, it just tracks. No. God damn it. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. The, the mix of that weird mix of South <gasps> Carolina and Georgia water is what made him so big. God <laughs> damn it. Why? I bet I bet Wait. he shops at the Masters Plaza. We have James Brown. We have Lawrence Fishburne. We have the guy who voices Aqualad, which is pretty great. But like 
Oh, he barely ever lived in Augusta. When he was one and a half years old, his family moved to Port Tampa, Florida. Now that makes sense. That, there <laughs> we go. Yeah, born in Augusta, bred in, bred in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, with that in hey, mind... Hey, I forgot I'm... you have Catherine Tabor. She's from Augusta. Catherine Tabor? The one who voiced Padme in Clone Wars. Oh. She's from there. Let's see anyone else. Uh, the guy, guy who's cyborg, show. cyborg and Teen Titans. Uh, yeah, Kerry Payton, the guy who voices Aqualad. Um, that's that's who I was thinking of. Those are all the actors. You forgot Jasper Johns, the artist. That, that's from Augusta. Um, mm-hmm. Athletics. I mean, there's a lot of it's a lot of uh, golfers. A lot of athletes. A lot of golfers. A lot of, a lot of golfers. I'm yes. trying to see who the weirdest person is that I see. I don't know that anyone's surprising me. Oh, Forrest, the way, Forrest Griffin kind of surprises me. By the way, I'm gonna with a name like the, Forrest Griffin, it doesn't surprise me. Going into Saint Drew. Um, I don't think. Oh, you're that, gonna go into Saint True? I yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm there. I'll say, I'll say true. It is. No, 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 that's false. Explanation. Oh, wow. I made it up. That's the explanation. Hey. I love that. I'm just trying to. See I love that we were all in the true mood, and you just got us. Well, there's a guy that was apparently a really big deal in the military called Archibald Butt. Yeah, Butt Bridge. <laughs> there's a br- there is a bridge oh, in Augusta. Oh, he died on the Titanic. That's, that sucks. Yeah, he did die on the Titanic. Yes, there's a bridge in Augusta, and it's one of those like old-school bridges that's like just got enough curve that it makes your stomach feel weird when you go over it. Hmm. And huh. it's... Yeah, no. If you're going downtown and you're taking Wheeler, then you're going to go on that there's really Bridge. no other famous musician. Well, I mean, there are some. Uh, there are some, but like Jesse Norman. Yeah, I guess she's an opera singer. I she's mean, important. It's, it's like them and James Brown, and then no one fun from politics. Uh, Good. No one. Well, yeah, one astronaut. Oh. And, I don't know uh, where you're finding this. I'm just on the Wikipedia article for Augusta. And I'm, it just lists... I, I'm on the Wikipedia article titled List of People oh, from, list of from people Augusta, from Georgia. Augusta. There we go. Because this just lists like a lot of stuff about Augusta. It's like Augusta is linked to Atlanta to the west and Columbia, South Carolina to the east. Like, yeah, I, I, I should see I if uh, the one from my hometown has been updated. Woodrow Wilson lived there for a while, though. I know because there's they have the Woodrow Wilson house downtown. Archibald Butt, here he is. I don't think uh, I don't think there's any more famous people than there used to be from Malden. Yep, mm-hmm. it's just the same people: Kevin Garnett, Orlando Jones. Hey, Man. well, all right. We just, let's, should we talk about it? Let's talk about it. What? Let's talk about the stuff that we always talk about. At the end of an episode, which is that oh. we're part of the Pocket Podcast Network. Other shows on the Pocket Podcast Network include Green Mountain Mysteries and No Dice, if you're up for actual play. If you want something else, well, why not check out Pokemakers or uh, Steampunks, Home Viewing, if you want to watch some movies. I don't know. Uh, it's something for everybody. You can find it on PocketPodcastNetwork.com. And that's also where you can find us or you can go to abolishunits.com and submit facts or falsehoods, as someone did today, to try and trick us on the show, which, as you can have just seen, is surprisingly easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, theme song, intro and outro, Never Far by James Hunter USA, now New Weirdos. Um, 
go all, it's all the under streaming new services. Oh yeah, they've moved it all. They've consolidated it now. Um, mm-hmm. So you can go on pretty much, I would assume, most streaming services and find their music. Hey Chris, uh, you got you you got something you want to talk about? Oh yeah. Well, I guess by the time this comes out, it will already have been out for a week. But yeah, the first single by my new band comes out as of recording uh, in two hours, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It's called the band's called Lorenzo and Co. It is named after my dog. It was a joke, and then we decided nothing was better than that. So that's how that happened. That that is just how it happens sometimes. Um, we had to name the Google Drive folder something, so we called it that. And then by the time it was time, we were like, "Well, nothing's better than that." I that's do love it when it the is. working title just becomes the title. Yeah, the song's called "Our Secret," right? Yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, it's already been out. So check it out. There's also by the again by the time this comes out, a music video and all that good stuff. So check it out. Um, it's a it's kind of a slightly different direction for me because it is not metal or anything like that it's just or me, Prague. it's me getting back to just playing some fun music so yeah it's pretty interesting yeah that's that i think that's everything right yeah it should be everything so. yeah well yeah then uh until next time uh i'm chris i'm gabe i'm john don't believe everything you hear Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.